Good morning. This is Maggie Jones and Natural Wonders. I'm going to have about as locally sourced a reading as can be today with my program. I'll be reading about prairie strips written by Viroqua's own David Creer. I'll tell you a little bit about David. This is from the Valley Stewardship Network website where David works. Dave Creer, Water Quality, Native Plantings, and Citizen Science Coordinator, grew up on a small farm in Spring Green, just an hour east of Viroqua. After earning a Bachelor of Science in Engineering from the University of Minnesota, he went into the U.S. Air Force. He earned an MBA from Wright State University, and after leaving the Air Force, lived in Sweden for a year while working at Saab Aircraft. He stayed in the aerospace field for over 30 years in marketing, purchasing, program management, and business development, all the while enjoying outdoor activities like camping, canoeing, bicycling, bird watching, geology, fishing, and gardening. He earned his Minnesota Master Naturalist certification and participated in many citizen science projects. He and his wife moved to Viroqua in 2016. He's part of the staff of Valley Stewardship Network. In looking at different websites, I love to read the blogs, and the Valley Stewardship Network blog was really fun to read Dave's writings, and I wrote and complimented him and said how much I enjoyed his photography and his comments, and I encouraged him to write longer pieces, and he did. And here's one today. This will be appearing in the Valley Stewardship Network newsletter this spring, but you and I are getting a premier look at his writing about working on helping farmers create prairie strips. This is Dave Creer. It's a late fall afternoon and I'm walking along a four-year-old prairie strip that was planted by Valley Stewardship Network where I work. The ground is pretty sloped but farmable, certainly in this part of the country, angling down through a cornfield to the woods, through a valley, and into a stream not far below. The stream is a local example of an outstanding cold water creek well known for excellent trout fishing and gorgeous pastoral views. On one side of me is the apex of American agriculture, uniform rows of weed-free field corn over seven feet tall with rapidly ripening cobs that will be harvested in the next month on the other side is the prairie strip, a wild array of over 35 plant species jumbled together with six-foot-tall yellow Indian grass, big blue-stem grass, blooming plants like asters, three varieties of goldenrod, gray-headed coneflowers, rosinweed, and all the remnants of a dozen or more summer-blooming flowers. The farmer had installed this prairie strip as a way to reduce erosion gullies that were forming as the water rushed off the fields during rainstorms. These prairie strips are like the contour strips we're used to seeing, but they use native prairie plants instead of alfalfa. Back in the 1930s when rain caused erosion was a terrible problem, the Soil Conservation Service of the federal government suggested using contour strips of alternating crops. 
like corn and alfalfa, to slow down the water and reduce erosion, which along with other landowner practices helped reduce erosion significantly. As dairy farming changes though, and the alfalfa used by the dairy cows isn't in as much demand, many of these contours have been removed and just a single crop such as corn or soybeans is planted. Fence rows between fields which also slowed water down and provided habitat for pheasants and other birds have been removed as larger and larger single crop fields have become more efficient and profitable. Then in 2003, Iowa State University started studying putting native prairie strips into crop fields much like alfalfa contours and determined they could dramatically reduce water flowing off the land hold on to nutrients like phosphorus and nitrogen in the field instead of shooting them down into streams and improve the soil's ability to hold moisture long after the rain. All big benefits for the farmer. In the field where I'm walking, the original erosion gully is completely gone with no costly groundwork for the farmer in four years. The loss of topsoil is an often unseen but very expensive problem for today's farmer. In our hilly area, an average of four tons of soil is lost per acre per year, including the nutrients in that soil, which the crop needs to flourish. Prairie strips have been shown to significantly reduce erosion and can hold phosphorus and nitrogen in the farm field as a benefit to the trout stream below that sediment and those nutrients won't be dumping into the creek, keeping it healthier and helping support the burgeoning tourist trout fishing industry in the area. The idea of using prairie strips in the uplands to help reduce water flowing off the land and hold it in place can be a key practice to helping reduce flooding downstream. An interesting characteristic of prairie plants is they grow better in poor soil which is often the case on the edge of crop fields near trees. The trees use much of the nutrients and water along the field edges competing with the crops and can shade the plants. These field edges are often uneconomical to crop. It actually costs more in plowing, seeding, fertilizing, and harvesting than these edges yield in crop value. And are prairie strips, by not farming these edges, the producer can increase profits, reduce erosion, and improve biodiversity. A win-win-win. The addition of these 35 native plant species dramatically increases biodiversity. It supports a doubling of bird species and pollinator species, things like bees, butterflies, moths, beetles, and bats, in and around the fields. In a crop of uniform corn or soybeans, it only takes one pest, one fungus, one drought, or one flood to have great impact. With so much diversity in the strip, there are 35 different species that can react to changes in the environment. Some will flourish in any given year, and some won't. Every year and every season when I see a strip, I'm amazed at how different it will look as different species thrive. Perhaps it was a dry winter, or a warm winter, or a wet spring. Something out of that broad mix of species will like that combination. Sometimes the strips are dominated by a grass or a flower, or yellow flowers will flourish, 
or purple or tall or short, it's such a joy to watch them change. What is striking as I walk between the two fields is how different the two feel, sound and smell. The prairie strip is alive in every respect. Thousands of bees, butterflies, moths, beetles, and other insects are flying around and buzzing and pollinating. Birds call and flit in and out of the grasses. The spicy, herby smell of the plants is nearly overpowering. Despite a dry fall, the soil is still moist. The cornfield, by contrast, is silent with no movement of insects or birds. The soil is dryish, especially compared to the strip. This isn't to knock the field of corn, which supports a farm family and generates income and energy and food. But if you're an insect or bird or soil microbe, the field of corn is a desert. In fact, the top four crops grown in Vernon County don't require pollinators at all. Corn, soybeans, alfalfa, and oats have all been bred over the years to self-pollinate, a much more reliable and repeatable growing habit than hoping bees and butterflies fertilize your crop or not. If every pollinator disappeared tomorrow, we'd still have all four crops, but lots of other problems. In Vernon County, we have 507,000 acres of land. About 64,000 acres are planted to corn every year. This is from USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. 37,000 acres of alfalfa. 32,000 acres of soybeans, and 5,000 acres of oats. So if you're a pollinator, fully 27% of the landscape is a hostile, barren desert. With the use of pesticides to help protect the crops, that area isn't even just neutral. It's a deadly place to be. Interspersing these crops with small areas of prairie strips can have a huge impact in supporting these insects and birds. And it's not just for farmers. In Wisconsin, the average yard size is half an acre, and Vernon County has a bit over 11,000 homes, so about 5,000 acres of grass. Grass is almost as tough for pollinators and birds as a cornfield, a monoculture of non-native grasses with fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides added. Solid surfaces like roofs, driveways, sidewalks, and streets add significantly to water runoff. To help with that, urban landowners can do the same thing as these farmers and add native prairie strips to their yards. If each homeowner puts just 10% of their yard into native prairie and shrubs and trees, we'd add almost 500 acres of bird-friendly plants alive with bees and butterflies and beauty and smells to our county. It would also help each municipality reduce the impacts and costs of stormwater runoff and the streams downstream of the towns would be cleaner and healthier. The impetus for the prairie strip by walking by was reducing erosion, but the reasons are different for every landowner. Some want to reduce erosion, others want to improve stream water quality by reducing nutrient runoff. Some want to have a prairie with the blooming flowers and grasses. Some want to specifically add habitat for birds and pollinators. Still others want to add habitat for game birds or deer. The beauty of the strip, though, is no matter the initial reason, 
All of them are improving water quality and adding habitat and biodiversity to the area. Valley Stewardship Network was one of the early adopters of this approach in Wisconsin, helping farmers and landowners to plan, seed, and care for their strips. And now we've put in over 54 acres of strips in Vernon and Crawford counties. We continue to do landowner consultations to see if prairie strips or other practices can improve the environment and the bottom line. Thanks to every one of these landowners for helping and for everybody who may plant one in the future, whether on a farm, recreational land, a park, or in town. You can get more information from websites for Valley Stewardship Network, which is valleystewardshipnetwork.org, the Iowa State University, which is nrem.iastate.edu, slash research slash strips or the Tallgrass Prairie Center which is tallgrassprairiecenter.org and that's the end of David's article. Remember this will be published this spring perhaps in May on the Valley Stewardship website so be sure to look for it. There's some easy search words to use Iowa State University Prairie Strips will take you right to a lot of information about prairie strips. And remember, Valley Stewardship Network is located right on Main Street, along with the Prairie Enthusiasts and Community Conservation, Inc., not far north of the Temple Theater. What a treat to be able to read this article that David Creer wrote. He spells his last name K-R-I-E-R. I'm excited about Valley Stewardship Network. They have some wonderful people, as they have had throughout the decades. They've been around a long time. It's a good group to know about. This is Maggie Jones and Natural Wonders. Thank you for listening.